You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church, Westwood, in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. Yes, Lord. The Gospel of John, chapter 20, and beginning at verse 24. We will read down to verse 29, the gospel of John chapter 20, beginning at verse 24, and we will read down to verse 29. Thank God for our praise team, amen, and choir, amen, and choir, Um, reminding us of the love of God here today, and although we celebrated resurrection on Easter Sunday, But how many of you know, we celebrate the resurrection every day, amen, every Sunday, amen. The Gospel of John chapter 20, beginning at verse 24, and it reads, Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus was there. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples, his disciples were inside again. And Thomas was with them, although the doors were locked. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Put out your hand and place it in my side. Stop doubting but believe. Thomas answered him and said, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet believe. The word of God for the people of God. For the next few moments, I want to talk to us about being Faith-filled disciples. Faith-filled disciples. We continue our story as we travel through the narrative of Christ's suffering, his crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection. The story continues. I like what the choir said. That's not how the story ends. Amen. So we find ourselves here in the Gospel of John, chapter 20. We're noticing a disciple named Thomas. Uh, He has become known as Doubting Thomas. He's known as Doubting Thomas because no matter what the eyewitnesses said to him, he refused to believe. Apparently, the disciples were trying to convince him Because the verb used in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 25, suggests that disciples 
kept saying to him that they had seen the Lord Jesus alive. But why didn't Thomas believe? Why did Thomas respond this way? The words he spoke tell us of the pain and the brutality that he witnessed through the life and the suffering of Jesus Christ. And before we condemn Thomas's unbelief, let's put ourselves in his shoes. In fact, Thomas's declaration, unless I see his hands, the mark of the nails, gives us a peek into the horror of Jesus's crucifixion. Jesus's torture was so gruesome that it was almost humanly impossible for Thomas to imagine a resurrection of Jesus's body. Thomas may have pondered, how does a mutilated miracle worker raise himself from the grave? Jesus tells Thomas, stop doubting, just believe. So today, church, I want to expand upon Jesus' words to Thomas and help us to be believers who are faith-filled because I'm convinced that the Lord wants us to be faith-filled disciples and faith-filled witnesses that have outlandish faith. The Spirit of God did not inspire John to write this story and include this in his message in order to shame Thomas. But he put it here that we might learn some lessons from this apostle. One of the things that I see here very clearly is the importance of being in the right place. Help me say, be in the right place. Because apart from Judas, all of the other disciples claim that Jesus has suddenly appeared in the middle of a locked door meeting where he spoke and ate with them. Apparently, this was a meeting that Thomas missed for some reason. Help me say, be in the right place. And I'm not here to condemn this apostle. However, Thomas is a good warning to all of us not to miss meeting with God's people on the Lord's day. Amen, somebody. Sometimes we miss our defining moments of destiny, of miracles, of manifestation because we are not in place. And because Thomas was not there, he missed seeing Jesus. He missed hearing his words of peace. He missed receiving his commission. And he missed the gift of spiritual life. This was a defining moment. Because you'll notice in the book of Acts chapter 1 that we witnessed the Holy Ghost come in like a rushing mighty wind. But these disciples got a Holy Ghost head start and were able to receive the Spirit directly from the Lord. Because if you just move up there from uh, verse 24 and just go up just a little bit, verses 20 to 23, you'll notice that Jesus appeared to them and told them peace and told them to go out and be witnesses. And then he says, receive the Holy Spirit. But Thomas didn't receive it because Thomas was not there. What am I saying to us today? I'm helping us to understand the importance of being in the room. Thomas was not in the room. That's why we need to be in the room, church. I thank God for virtual, but virtual does not replace being in the room. Do I have a witness here? Y'all going to talk back to me this morning? I said, y'all going to talk back to me this morning. 
Thomas was blessed because Thomas was in the room. And I want you to know, church, that I value the power of technology. If the pandemic returned, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, y'all. I'm not there yet. If the pandemic returned, we would take the same precautions. It's perfectly okay to remain safe. However, while we appreciate technology, there's something special about being in the room. If you can't be in the room, bring the room to you virtually. But I want to encourage you this morning, don't miss out on being in the right place with the right people hearing the right voices. Thomas was not in place and he was probably entertained in the wrong voices. Because you know, misery loves company. And doubt and unbelief love company. I would not be surprised if he was surrounded by individuals who were saying the same thing. It is absolutely impossible, and I won't believe it unless I touch him for myself. And if we are to be filled with faith, then we must be in place, and we must stop surrounding ourselves with the voices of doubt and unbelief. And don't you know, church, there's a whole lot of voices of doubt and unbelief in the world today. I see these brothers and sisters arguing about this and arguing about the Sabbath day and arguing about black Jews and all that. I just keep on walking because I don't have time to surround myself with doubt and unbelief. Jesus is real. Jesus is alive. The word of God is true. And we don't have time to argue the word of God. He says, just go out and teach it and tell it and let the Holy Spirit do the rest of the work. Is there anybody here that understands the value of just being in place. Amen. Thomas had to endure a week of fear, of unbelief, when he could have experienced joy and peace had he been in the room, had he surrounded himself with the right voices. Church, let's remember Thomas when we are tempted to stay home and away from gathering with the people of God. Let me run that by us one more time. Y'all not going to like me this morning, but I'm going to preach anyway. Amen. Let's, let's remember Thomas when we are tempted to stay home and away from gathering with the people of God. Why? Because you never know what special blessing you might miss because you are not in the room. And God wants to bless you today. God wants to bless you right now. And many times we miss what God has for us because we're not in place to receive what the Lord has for his people. Amen. Thomas was not in the room, and God wants us to be filled with faith, so we must be in the right place with the right people, listening to the right voices. Amen. Give God praise for that church. Give God praise. If we're going to be faith-filled, got to be in place. Amen. Not only that, but I see here right in the text, it's just coming out organically. Stop requiring proof before trusting God's word. Stop requiring proof before trusting God's word. Thomas said, unless I see his hands, the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. And unfortunately, Thomas was not the first or the last person to ask for extra proof before believing God's word. You see, Thomas knew that the Lord had already indicated that he would rise again. However, because of the external circumstances that we're not making light of, 
primarily fear, Thomas demanded proof before he believed. Child of God, let us learn from this disciple's misstep. Instead of taking the position of needing proof, let us take the position of faith. And the position of faith says, if the Lord said it, we believe it. Uh, we must return to having faith in God. I may not understand it, but I believe it. Let us stop requiring extra proof before we trust God's word. The Lord is calling us just to stretch out on faith. Stop looking at the circumstances. Stop focusing on the challenges and just believe. The only proof that we really need is the word of God. I wish I had a witness here today that can help me preach here uh, because God has spoken some things to you. God has spoken some things to us. God has spoken to all of us in his word. The Lord has declared his truth through his son Jesus. God has spoken and we are hesitating, we are procrastinating, we are doubting and it's time for us to stretch out in faith and say if God said it, I believe it. If God said it, that settles it. If God said it, I believe it. I'm standing on the word of God because the word of God is all we have. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. His word is sweeter than the honeycomb. His word gives you strength in life. Jesus says it's the spirit that gives life. It's the flesh that profits nothing. He says the words that I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. His words are sharper than any two-edged sword. If you hide his word in your heart, you might not sin against him. His word will change your mind. His word will do something for you that will help you stand in the face of every challenge. I don't care what the doctor said. The word says that I'm... By his stripes I'm here. I don't care what the creditor said. The word says he will provide all of my needs. I don't care how I feel. The word says I can do all things through Christ. I don't care what's going on. The Bible says that he will be a very present help in time of trouble. And I don't need any extra proof. All I need is a word. Don't you know a word will quicken you? Jeremiah said his word is like fire shut up in my bones. Jesus turned to his disciples and said, y'all want to go with them who want to walk away from me? Peter turned around and said, where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. I wish I had some help here today. Somebody that's standing on God's word. You don't need any more proof. All you need is a word from God. And when you get God's word, you can praise God all by yourself. Somebody has received a promise from the Lord and you, somebody next to you don't know what God has spoken to you, but you believe it and you just, you don't need any proof. You can praise him now like it's already happened. You don't have to wait until he show up in the room and make you put your hands in his nails. You can say, he said he was going to rise. And I'm going to praise him until I see him again. I wish I had some help here today. Somebody that's standing on his word. And church, I want to encourage you. God has spoken some things specifically to you. And you're waiting on extra proof. I want you to know that it's time to stop doubting and just believe. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because when you believe in God's word, you know, faith will make you talk crazy talk. 
Faith will make you do some stuff that other people just don't understand. Faith will make you thank God for a business and you just bounce the check. Faith will make you do some stuff that people say, have you lost your mind? Yeah, I've lost my mind because I put my mind on the word of God. And I'm just determined to hold on to his word. Don't matter how I feel. Don't matter how it looks. I'm holding on to God's word. Amen. Give him praise, church. Give God praise. Let every believer that believes his word give him another praise. Hallelujah. That's all we have. If we didn't have this book, we're just wasting our time. But I thank God for this book because the book can change your life. If you read it and believe it, the Lord will come and do something for you. Hallelujah. I thank God for his word. Thank you, Jesus. I see something else here in the text that if we're going to be faith-filled, not only do we need to be in the right place, not only should we stop requiring proof before trusting God's word, but church, we need to surrender to the Lord daily. Finally, Jesus appeared. This time, Thomas was in the room. He just showed up. He didn't knock on the door. He didn't give a prior notice. He didn't tell them what time he was arriving. The locked door did not restrict him. He just appeared suddenly. And that's why I thank God for you today for pressing your way and showing up because oftentimes your miracle just appears suddenly. Uh, Thomas didn't know that was going to happen. He just showed up. And you ought to give God glory for letting you show up. Amen. Because God has a way of surprising you with a blessing when you just show up. And it don't matter if you were, if you were, if you here, if you were here last, uh, uh, last week for Easter and that was your first time after two years. It don't really matter. I'm glad to see you. And if you were here last week and you're here now, thank God for that. You know why? Because there's a blessing for showing up. I thank God that he didn't give up on Thomas. If you want to locate yourself in scripture, Thomas is you and Thomas is me. I thank God here today that he didn't give up on Thomas because the Lord knows how to handle our doubts. Our questions don't offend him. Uh, he doesn't count us out because sometimes we don't get it right. He heard what Thomas said. Thomas didn't realize that Jesus heard what he said. But Thomas, he thought that Jesus was not in the room when he said what he said. Yeah, he thought that because he couldn't see Jesus. But I want to encourage somebody here to know that just because you can't see him does not mean that he's not in the room. I say he's here right now. Hallelujah. Help me preach it, Jesus. Jesus was there all the time. Thomas thought he was talking to his disciples, but Jesus was there and he's here right now. Jesus appeared because he was always there. It wasn't like he was a ghost that went through the wall. He was already in the room. Hallelujah. And if it was his prerogative right now, he could appear right now if he wanted to. But I don't have to see him to praise him. Hallelujah. I know he's here right now. Hallelujah. He's walking by my side. 
Thank you, Jesus. I know he's here right now. I got to give him glory. And, 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 and here it is, church. He heard what Thomas said. And he showed up. He appeared and he says, Thomas, put your finger right here. Look at my hands. Put your finger on my hand and place it in my side. And he says, stop doubting. Can you help me spread a rumor this morning and tell somebody that if you trust God and stop doubting, the Lord will bless you right now? Oh, come on, tell somebody. Just, you know how to spread something. You know how to spread it. If you just trust God and stop doubting, God will bless you right now. He says, stop doubting, Thomas. Just believe. And the point I want to draw is found in Thomas's response. That's why I said that we have to surrender to him daily. Thomas says, my Lord and my God. Thomas surrendered to the Lord. In that one phrase, Thomas surrendered his doubt. In that one phrase, he repented of his behavior. In that one phrase, he embraced his Savior. And this is the response that God is calling us to give unto him every day. If we're going to be disciples with amazing faith, then we must make surrendering to the Lord our daily practice. I've tried to make a commitment, church, starting, starting in the future. I'm going to work out every day, y'all. I'm going to work out every day. In the future, I'm going to start working out. My daily exercise, soon and very soon, I'm going to work out. But you know what else I need to make part of my daily exercise? Confessing what Thomas confessed. My Lord and my God. When you can't see your way, I dare you to just, my Lord and my God. When friends are few, my Lord and my God. When money is funny, my Lord, my God. When things don't seem like they're working in your favor, I dare you to surrender, my Lord, my God. I got a witness here in the room that would help me spread the word. When you surrender yourself to God, the Bible says when you humble yourself, under the mighty hand of God. He will lift you up. Hallelujah. We have to have a my Lord, my God confession every day. Lord, I surrender all. All to him I owe. Lord, I surrender all. And why are you surrendering all? Because he gave those same hands to the nails. He gave his feet to the spike. He gave his side to the spear. And if he gave his all for me, I got to give my all to him. I got to surrender to him every day. Hallelujah. Every day. Help me say every day. Every moment. Every hour. Every minute. Before you respond, say, my Lord and my God. And that one phrase is power-packed with faith, surrender, repentance, and gratitude. Give him praise, church. Give God glory. Give God glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And lastly, 
we ought to rejoice today because the Lord promises to bless the faith-filled disciples. It is a blessing to be able to believe God without seeing. Jesus said, you believe because you've seen. Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. He was talking about me and you right there. It is as if the Lord is saying, do you really want to see what being blessed looks like? Let me tell you about those who believe and have not seen. The Lord has promised to bless the believer who can believe without asking God to pass a test. They just believe. He says, blessed are the saints who are spirit-filled enough to believe without seeing. Believe what? Believe that he died. Do you believe that he died, y'all? Believe what? Believe that he lived. Do you believe that early Sunday morning he got up with all power? Believe what? Believe that he's still in control. Is he in control of your life today? Believe what? Believe that his word is true. Believe that he heals the sick. Believe that he still raises the dead. Believe that he opened blinded eyes. Believe that he still can deliver. Believe that he can make a way out of no way. Believe that he still turns things around. Believe that you're able to praise him regardless of what you're going through. It's a blessing to be able to believe without seeing. Hallelujah. I wasn't there when he walked on the water. I wasn't there when he made the blind man see. I wasn't there when he taught them how to pray. I wasn't there when he calmed the raging storm. I wasn't there when he fed the 5,000. I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. But help me say, I believe. I wasn't there when he died on Calvary. I wasn't there when he rose from the grave. I wasn't there when he ascended up to glory. I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. But I believe it. And the Bible says that if I can believe it without seeing it, then I'm already blessed. I wish you would find a neighbor and say, you're already blessed. Find somebody who looked like they believed and say, you're already blessed. If you can believe it without seeing it, you are already blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, find somebody else and say, you may not feel like it, but if you believe, you are blessed right now. Hallelujah. The Bible says we can call those things that are not as though they already are. When you get to a point where you can believe without seeing, you can thank God and rejoice that you're already blessed. Give him praise, church. Give God glory here. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for your goodness and mercy today. There's somebody in the room who's been doubting. Today they're ready to say, I believe. I receive Christ as my Savior. Maybe there's somebody here today, Lord God, who's been wrestling and dealing with all kinds of things. Help them. Give them assurance that everything is going to work all right. God, we praise your holy name. We thank you for helping us to be faith-filled disciples. Those who are in the right place at the right time. Those who have surrendered themselves to you. Those who are praising you. Those who are believing. And those who don't require extra proof. 
before we stand on your word. God, we thank you. We praise you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen, amen, and amen. Give God praise here, church. Give him glory. He's worthy to be praised. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.